What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action. <laughs> We're laughing right away because we had to restart three times. Three times. <laughs> we had to restart twice because, you know, um, uh, uh, because I'm in Mexico. Uh, yeah. we're back in action you know, for your satisfaction <laughs> with all of our spicy, spicy, muy, muy caliente wrestling reactions. Now, the first time we did that, I said spicy in Mexico and, I, and it was a very fun discovery. I said caliente, yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I'm just rehashing old jokes. It's old, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but you guys don't get that, but that's fun. I'll be honest. I've heard podcasts where they're laughing about restarting. I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. that. So you're getting a little bit of that. Welcome to Comedians of Wrestling Podcast. A crazy time in pro wrestling. We are back. Nick Tulo yeah. is here at Tiptoe with Tulo. You can give him a follow. Follow me at Dan Black Attack. Uh, we got patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. You can support the podcast. But first we get before we get into all the wrestling action, um, we wanted to just address our absence for a little bit. First off, I wanted to just um apologize to you guys for the fact that we kind of disappeared for a couple weeks um and we didn't communicate with you guys that we were going to be taking off um so you know it wasn't a planned absence for us you know i know a lot of you uh look forward to hearing our podcast every week trust me i know when i was working desk jobs you know and a pod, I would look for, I'd be like, Wednesday, this podcast comes out it was getting me through the week and that fact that well, part of what i think about when i started this podcast is like being part of that. It, being part of someone's week in that way where you look forward to it. There's podcasts I listen mm-hmm. to now where you're like, is there a new one of that? Great. You know, and I love that's what I love about podcasts. You know, you know, even as like, you know, corporations start taking over the podcast world too. Still, there's people doing amazing independent stuff and making like full livings on it. Um, right to from audience to fan, which is how I've always yeah, I've always thrived in that. Even today. You know, I got a message from let's let's shout out to listener. Got a message from hold on. You oh, you guys are gonna love this when I find it. Jeremy Bofelli. Um, and he was telling me how much he loves the podcast and what we do. And uh, you got it's, it means a ton to me always, you know, more than any money or anything. Just the fact that I could, you know, that me and Tulo and everyone who has been on this podcast in the past can be in your ears. A big, 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 you know, I love it. So that's why I don't take, we don't take our relationship with you guys lightly. So when we come at you and say, sorry, we didn't communicate. We're going to be gone. Um, we mean it. That being said, like, I want to come for speak for myself personally. Uh, I've had a lot of personal issues going on recently. Uh, I, I won't get into detail here on the podcast. And truthfully, I've been in pretty, you know, you know, the expression we were saying this before, when it rains, it pours. It's like, yeah. I found that that's like one of the truest, you know, expressions in life. It's like, it, 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 you know, never uh, <laughs> that and along with no good deed goes unpunished. Um <laughs> You know, <laughs> the amount of times I get punished for trying to do for doing a good thing, but that's a separate thing, which is that uh, uh, it rains, it pours, you know, and life starts to test you, you know, and then, and 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 so I, recently I'm pretty proud of myself actually on how I'm handling it and, you know, truthfully, how I'm handling some things that have come up and truthfully, if, if it came at the expense of the podcast and like, that's what it had. That's what it sometimes it has to be. And that's so conversation me and Tulo were kind of having, which is like, how can we 
realistically go forward with the podcast because we want to keep doing it um just for the simple fact that this is a fucking blast you know mm-hmm. that like even the core group of people listening to this podcast because you know we're not competing with fightful or whatever like you know these guys who are full-time doing all this and that's okay because i have other goals and tulo has a career outside of this as he's extremely proud of you know mm-hmm. um and everyone else has been on this podcast, Newman and Erin and Phil and Shebs all have other great, amazing things going on on their lives. And that's what I always thought was really cool. We bring uh, we, we meet together for this thing, but it's not necessarily de- defining us, you know. So. Um, so, uh, 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 so all that is to say is that um, we want to keep going with it in a way that is fun and manageable, realistic and in a way that uh, is we set the expectations for you guys exactly where they're going to be. So no one is confused. Cause that's why I think that that's where I apologize to you guys is that lack of mm-hmm. communication, like disrespecting uh, my relationship with you guys in that way where it's like, Oh, well maybe I don't do it this week, but that's never how it felt. N- none of this was ever on purpose. This is scheduling. This is life. You know, this is, um, this is just things, you know, uh, the storm catching up to us, you know, in a way. And so, um, Never was there any uh, disrespect, and we, we you know, uh, we, we love you guys. And Tulo, I know you said this on the last recording. Tulo said this, so I'm stealing Tulo's thunder here a little bit, and I beat <laughs> up. So I'll just say this: I'm, ste- I'm stealing. I'm stealing Tulo. Go okay. for it, man. Take it. Take Which it. is uh, 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 that at this point we understand, like, so that so we don't feel overwhelmed, and so that you guys, that your expectations are exactly where they're going to be, like. We're acknowledging the actual resources that like we have. Now you see, like we've we've lost some people weekly here on the podcast. We lost our studio in the pandemic. Um and so I think so all all of that is to say is that you know, some of the some of that it's not my business to bring up like why people aren't here. There's but there's no bad blood or anything, if that's something that people were thinking. That's something you brought up before too. We all like love each other. We're all still in close contact and everything. It's just about what time and resources people have. And you know, I said this on the last recording, which is that and I'm gonna stop saying that. I'm gonna stop saying I said this on the last one, on the last <laughs> recording, which is we literally we all live in different places than we did when this pandemic started. And it's just shook everything up. You know, for me personally, my priorities have changed. My life has changed. My personal life is drastically different. You know, uh, it, my I'm a different. I heard this. Actually, I heard some of my friends say this on another podcast, and it struck true with me. Where it was like, I'm a completely different person from pre-pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. like that was for me, and I think a lot of people feel that way. I don't think that's unique to me. Um, I'm a, I'm very different. You know, I've, I, you know, it really caused a lot of us to look in the mirror. And for me, I was a live performer. And when I got the opportunity to perform live, I started shows and was like, I'm out the cannon and I'm recentering myself with a lot of the comedic goals that I had, um, which I think ultimately will benefit the stuff that we're doing. Here. That's what I was going to say, because when you were doing that stuff pre pandemic, right. And you were out there, it was bringing a lot of attention towards podcasts because a lot of your co- uh, comed- uh, comedy re- relates to wrestling and relates to stuff. So like when you're out there and you're doing comedy jokes and then people know you do a podcast that generates a lot more buzz and people start listening. But when you don't have that, 
it's very hard to gain new audience members, right? Without a full-blown production team, people making. And when you have personal lives and you have other jobs, you need people making social media content. You need people editing the podcast. You need a producer. And our resources, you know, like aren't at that place where we could do. Phil did an incredible job, and he and and but like we completely understand why it's not feasible to have someone stay around and produce that stuff. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so now we have our setup and this is where we're at. So what we want to do best for everybody is provide the content that we know you all love. And for us, it's about figuring out what's the best. And we have come up with plans before and it never worked out. Like, honestly, like we were like, all right, we're going to record Mondays. And then like Monday would come around and be like, bro, I got a, I got, I got a, a thing uh, in downtown LA. You were saying like, I got an audition yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'm like late working. We'll record tomorrow. Then re tomorrow doesn't work out. So basically we're going to find, we've talked about this. Our schedules are setting, settling down a little bit. You're going back to full-time work again. And like, you'll, you have all your stuff. So we're going to find the best things that work out where we can, 100% put out a weekly podcast on a on a regular scheduled basis, which we I think we've determined is looking like it's going to be either Wednesday after Dynamite or Thursday. Um, yeah, we're talking about Thursday. And then Thursday, which 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 would make the most sense for us. And sometimes it might not. But what we will do and what we promise is to communicate better to y'all when things what what what's happening, the schedule and stuff, so you can anticipate and not be let down or not have expectations of something coming out. And then it doesn't. And then we don't, we don't really update you. Uh, I think more than anything for me, I could say, and I won't ramble on too much, but like, yeah, I think we like, you know, I'll say this you, with this podcast has been going, we set the bar real high, you know, like <laughs> we were, there was so much amazing stuff going on with this podcast. And I, I said it before on the, <laughs> on the previous yeah. recording that 2020 we got derailed we were we were gearing up to calmania 2 it was gonna be a huge show and then we, that it went away like it everything disappeared and it completely derailed us right. and we still kept it up i can even go a little bit further back where when i was recording in the fucking power plant at three o'clock in the morning oh to, you God. know to get bonus episodes out of do stuff so like we this podcast has done so much and so many great things and now we're in like this reset period uh, we don't want to end the pod, uh, especially with LA on the horizon for WrestleMania coming up. Uh, we have big plans for that too. So we want to give you a product that works not just only for us, but works for you. And that's communicated better. And that comes with, and I'll, I'll feed this up to you. That comes with uh, changing the Patreon as well. So y'all don't feel that you're wasting your money or the, or, or and we're not unfulfilling promises so we want to revamp that in a way that we appreciate the support and y'all give it to us. But at the same time, our main focus is main episodes and then bonus episodes are literally pretty much bonus when we yeah, can so get them. To totally. I mean, uh, so in terms of let's get into the actual like logistics of it um, too low. But yeah, you're right. Like, I, I mean, well, I'll get into setting the bar high after we just get into these logistics here because I'm sure yeah. I'll, I'll ramble on, you know, about how my brain works, you know, but yeah. yeah. So we're going to still have the discord for $2 on the Patreon. That's how it always is. That's the community. It's self-regulating. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I know too, you know, me and Tulo, uh, uh, participate in there. Tulo is more active than I am in there, but it's mostly a community for you guys to talk about the pod. Give me shit about my bad tastes in music. 
Um, <laughs> Live threads. Now, that was the one thing that I know might have ruffled a little bit, fe- uh, ruffled some feathers, but, you know, Facebook doesn't seem like a thing. And I'm sorry that I, I don't want anybody to feel like we took away the live threads from Facebook and stuff. But for us to grow the pod, it didn't make any sense to continue doing things on Facebook when we have this amazing outlet where we where we were also doing live threads and stuff on the Discord. Yeah. And uh and honestly, the Discord's been on fire lately. The live threads, I think Dynamite Live Thread had like 200 comments in it. So like uh, I really want everything to hone in there. And thank you to all of our listeners who create those live threads. Emily, Susan, um, you know, everybody who who takes the initiative to communicate Absolutely. there and do things there. Like we really greatly appreciate that. We want you all to know that like participating there is 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 a fucking delight. I love going in there. I love talking to y'all, all the fucking threads and stuff that are in there. So we really want to keep that around and that be our main resource for contacting y'all. Um, you know, like like I said before, it's like if we don't have the resources to grow this pod in terms of dedication to having like a producer or someone doing social media stuff, you know, uh, our main goal is to please the audience that we have now and anybody else that comes along the way. And and the main part is, is that the most important part is you're back to work. And like I said, if things start to pick up and, and, and the interest in the pod starts to grow again, it's a, a lot of that is a direct reflection on Dan's work and him being back out in the field. So Dan being busier and less podcasts is actually a good thing for the podcast in terms of growth in terms of where we're going to go, but our realistic expectations now, and I, I think you could agree to this, Dan, and, yeah. we, and then we can get into talking about wrestling is we don't want to stop doing this podcast mostly because we love fucking doing it. And selfishly, I will say is because it gives us the time to fucking hang out and talk about wrestling, which yeah. I know you're my counterpart in that. I don't think there's anybody more. I enjoy doing this with, you know, um, and, and for anybody else that's not on the podcast anymore, when the door is the forbidden door is always open and everybody that uh, that has been a part of this podcast knows that but schedule wise and stuff doesn't exist so we're yeah. we're gonna hone in we're gonna communicate better that's the promise that we have to make to you um we're gonna focus on making sure that we get out a weekly episode that will come out on thursdays and if things change and schedules change we'll make you aware of it we'll we're gonna re uh scale down the patreon to be two dollars at the discord for bonus episodes. The bonus episodes will come out sporadically. They'll come out when we're ready to record. Hot topics happen. A pay-per-view happens. We'll fire off a bonus episode. And any other additional support will be greatly appreciated after that. And we really appreciate y'all. Like, y'all being like, what's going on? Where's the podcast? Made us realize that y'all still love this. And we want you to still love this because we truly believe that when we get together and we do this podcast, it's one of the best podcasts, wrestling podcasts out there because we have fun and we enjoy it. And we want y'all to still have fun and enjoy it. So we're resetting here. We took a little hiatus for a long time. There was a lot of content coming out and it was at the top of its game, but things have changed. And now we are finally realizing it. Dan was in San Francisco last week, Mexico this week. And when he comes back, we're really going to be able to settle down and get back in our group. So we greatly appreciate your patience. Uh, we greatly appreciate your fandom. Uh, we greatly appreciate all of you and all the love you've given us all over the years. And we're going to, we promise to do a better job um, and moving forward. And we're going to run straight into WrestleMania weekend. And then when WrestleMania weekend comes around over those, the course of the months that have happened, we're going to reevaluate where the pod is at and we're going to go from there. If we need to take yeah. some time off after that, 
or if we feel like or new resources pop up or new things pop up, we're gonna make sure that we communicate that y'all that to all of you and 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 we really care about you and, yeah. and it's important. Tulo, I, I yeah, totally. Uh, I I think that um what you said it, uh, it totally is that like when you guys you know are like where's the pot is I'm like I think you guys don't. It's interesting people don't see from the other's perspective where like sometimes we just put these out into the void you know and then you yeah. kind of realize how much people appreciate them. So that is yeah. really nice, you guys. But ultimately, let's just get into. I have a couple things to say, and then I want to get into wrestling here. I got a That's couple it. of bullet points too, though. But I agree with you totally. Um, which is uh, I just wrote down here. It's like yeah. So one thing is that we will. Have, we're going to work on, I said, like having like more of time off that's planned. So we'll communicate that. So we'll see that right now. Our plan is we'll probably have some kind of break for like a little break for Thanksgiving, a little break for probably Christmas, you know, uh, yeah. but then we'll probably be riding pretty strong through mania season, you know, yeah, rumble um, to mania. It's rain yeah, season. Yeah. So maybe if we're going to take that break, expect that after mania season. And what I'll say is that um, in terms of the Patreon, uh, yeah, we're just going to lay it out quickly. There'll be the $2 level for Discord, $5 level for bonus episodes. Um, and those bonus episodes are not guaranteed every week. But that could work to your advantage if you like our bonus content because they're going to be more sporadic when it's like – it's almost like when we text each other, like, hey, we got to talk about this. That's what we get on the horn. So they might be shorter, might be longer. Might just be mm -hmm. like, yo, let's talk about Game of Thrones on the bonus episodes. <laughs> you know I mean? uh, 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 so I think, to be honest, it's going to be to the benefit of that. But also, it's like when you're signing up for that, we're not just going to throw out a weekly episode just because we owe it to you and we don't have anything to say. Because for us, scheduling that's going to be really difficult. But I think it'll work yeah. out to people's benefit, you know, uh, right. uh, uh, in terms of the quality, you know, because uh, yeah. we'll be enthused about it um uh there'll still be the the, the higher tier level like the ten dollar level there's probably nothing guaranteed at the ten dollar level but if you're looking to support the podcast more because truthfully we do this for for fun for nothing like it's you know we don't have a lot of resources and you want to support the podcast a little more we appreciate that i think there's a higher level that is merch i'm gonna if that's still up there i mean we'll talk about that but if you want that I think you get mailed merch by Patreon. You could do that. I think if you're on there for a year at that level, you get stuff. But our expectations yeah. are that you don't have to do that stuff. You know. And the most important part is that like you don't have to feel like if you're at those higher levels and you feel like you're not getting enough of it, drop down. We are not right. taking any offense of it. We like we right. at one point we were probably like uh, like 130 Patreon subscribers or something, and we know that's probably been cut in half. And yeah. for those who stuck around, we really greatly appreciate that. Like. Um, and, and and it's important and like we, we value that so like don't feel obligated to support this pod but honestly the two dollar level is money because you get in that discord if you're not involved in it get in there because that discord rules and the people that are involved in it are really great too and then the five dollar level you'll get the bonus episode so like it's groovy baby it's 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 awesome like when we want to record and we want to do something great and and, and day, we'll provide those at the end of the day it's, it's voluntary so you know uh that's what we're saying uh, I also just said it's groovy, baby. I don't think I said groovy. that in like you, 37 years of my I think life. That was good. Groovy. All right. So <laughs> let's get to I, I want to talk about one last thing here before we get into the okay. wrestling. It's like at the end of the day, when it comes to these pot like wrestling podcasts, it's like this podcast was very ambitious because I'm not a wrestling reviewer. That's not what yeah. I want to be. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm a I'm a I'm a wrestling mark. I'm a fan. I'm a lifelong fan of professional wrestling who 
creatively exploring that space while uh, 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 comedically conversing about professional wrestling. And mm-hmm. I gotta be honest, I'm not even sure. I'm not even. I'm not entirely sure there's a market for it, but it's what I do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm wrestling marks. Wrestling fans seem more interested in just like this uh, dirt. Just here's what I heard backstage, and I don't mm-hmm. want to be Sean Ross Sapp. It doesn't interest me. You know, no knock on him. Like, that's just not who I am. Like, I'm a creative. I'm not a, you know. So mm-hmm. for me, we talking about setting the bar high. Uh, it's always been about uh, doing creative things, not just being a spectator. And so that's why when I look at this podcast, I'm not counting how many patrons I have because it's like, I'm, because it's like, oh, I'm doing this. Um, to, to 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 be uh i mean be nice if it was my living not sure i'm not lying about that i just mean like i'm not uh, uh, uh my approach to it if that was my goal it was very flawed because it was more yeah. like project oriented and we would find stories to tell and do things that we would plan events where it's like once that's over probably i'm going to lose a bunch of patrons because they're on it just for that track you know <laughs> so then like once that project's over that's it so it's kind of fruitless in that way because people if we just were Doing rumors every week, rumors, 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 probably yeah. you gain more people, but it's not what I wanted to do. And that's why I'm more focused on creating comedy, you know? And yeah. I think that when I create comedy, it'll bring more people to hear, like we were saying. So Perfect. all that being said, uh, I set the bar high and I'll never regret that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'll always keep watching wrestling. And now sometimes there's times where we're just watching wrestling and chatting about it. Uh, and that all being said, what I'll say is the things that motivate me is like, when I think about this podcast, my brain goes LA mania. Right. Yeah. So what I'll say is that I will guarantee a live show mania weekend. And it is in my home place where I, in my home city where I produce live shows, you know, that show will be epic. So if you're planning, if you're a cow fan and you're planning to come to mania, you're like, I want to go to Mania, you know? If uh-huh. it's a cherry on top, if it's going to push you over the edge that we're going to have a show, you know? Like, you know, God willing, you know, uh, we will have a show that will be epic. So that's something to plan for right now. There won't right? be any, uh, <laughs> this is funny, there won't be any signs that instruct you to uh, to navigate you on Oak Tag on a garbage pail, okay? <laughs> <laughs> No, these will be these will be better because I won't be traveling with these. They'll be more organized. It'll be in a theater that uh, yeah. or some kind of space where we perform out here. Anyway, so plan on a live show, and uh, we'll be seeing you guys on this podcast every single week back here. Me too, low. No, everyone wants to come back, and we'll be pushing strong through Mania uh, at least, you know. And if we're gonna miss a week ever, we're gonna communicate. And if we miss a bonus episode, that's kind of part of it. Uh, the bonus episodes are not guaranteed weekly, but. We are planning on pumping them out and working around our schedule. And Tulo and I are communicating better about this new phase. So I think that kind of yeah. covers everything, right? I think so too. Bro. for the new listeners because we do get new listeners. One thing that's where we're painting like we don't get new listeners. We do get new listeners. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 we do get new listeners. We're like, what is this part? But uh, we wanted to speak to our diehard because that's, you know, obviously you, we, we have a great lo- affinity for you guys, you know? And so yep. uh, I'll be back in studio next week with uh, the sound quality being better, ba- uh, ba- uh, better, better. I kind of say something and this will get us back on track.
I'm drinking this Mexican coffee. Holy shit, bro. I'm gasoline like, in your veins, bro. <laughs> so like if you watch the older the when we ran this the first time, it was like as I was taking the initial sips, and then yeah. on the third try, I'm like halfway down the cup and I'm fucking <laughs> zooted. <laughs> it's crazy. So I too I'm sorry if I I think you got your uh, bro. You, you said your piece, right? I said my piece too. And and I more than anything, too much. Final thing is like, you know, I think we just had a, a like a kind of like a check in. And I said to Dan, I was like, listen, let's not just open up the podcast and pretend like all things are normal as usual. Let's let's plan this out. We spent a lot of time over the last couple of days, like talking about this, trying to find the best way to talk about it. And we, I feel really good about this. And more than anything, I feel really good about this is because you all support it. And you showed that like when Dan came into the discord and said his piece after here, like seeing what you guys were saying, y'all responded. Oh, good, Dan. We love you, man. Like you're the best. Like, and you know what? That means a lot to us because you guys are understanding and in no way. And this will be the final thing I'll say about it. In no way were we ever trying to do anything to piss you guys off or not fulfill on what we did. I think just for a really long time, this pod thrived in levels and, exceeded expectations that we ever thought it would and that has a lot to do with everybody that ever came in and was a part of this podcast and we love those people so much but right now it's just me and dan and we're both fucking working our asses off on the side and doing our own things and we don't want you to feel because of how great the pod used to be that we don't still love this we fucking do and we love you guys too that includes skylar aston from Skylar Aston to everybody else, you know, like to, to whoever tunes in and listens to this podcast, like we fucking love you guys. Like, and we love professional wrestling and we don't want to stop. We don't want to stop fucking doing this because we really, truly love it. And more than anything, I fucking love you, Dan. And I love fucking talking about wrestling with you because it makes me happy and it, and it's great. And I'll continue to do this for as long as y'all still support us and y'all still want us to do it. And we are going to build to Calmania and WrestleMania, and we're going to love it. And everybody that wants to get involved, we're going to be hitting people up to come back on. And if they can, awesome. If they can't, it's all good, you know? But Will's going to still be producing content, and we love um, it. And I- all right. First off, Tula, love you too, bro. I love oh, how you say y'all so much now since you live in Texas. And- Game over, bro. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah it's all everything is all fine. i have howdy y'all way, tattooed let's, on let's me talk about this in terms of highest level so in terms of in terms of uh setting the bar high let's just get off that and just say i'm working on a couple things right now first off on the 17th talk about i will be announcing for uh republic of lucha again i'll be announcing a lucha bros match again Fuck i don't yeah. you know I don't know the card for this but in uh in south pasadena i'll be uh announcing they asked me back because they like my commentary so much. And by the way, I want to say this, very proud of my commentary. Now, it's a little sloppy because they just threw me into it. I didn't have a lot of information. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, it, I, I was listening back to some of this shit. And uh, it, I want to, I want, I want, oh, I should be announcing. I, I saw Pat McAfee was leaving for it, right? And I was Still like, in. man, Slide can, you in. Imagine, can you imagine? I would be, I would kill it. People would be like, this guy's so fucking funny, you know? Uh, I mean, those are big shoes to fill because honestly, yeah, it's a pretty. All right, we're already hey, going into no, wrestling. No disrespect to Pat McAfee, I actually no. was a fan of what he did. I always said that he did it the way I would do it. My, I would be in his ill. Not that I follow in his footsteps. We're just similar guys. 
You know? I will I will say this. If you got the opportunity to get in that ring, though, you wouldn't be wearing a tank top, ripped black jeans, Bro, and that. You- I would look like Gargano. Okay? I, I, you understand? You you know that. That's one thing you can say about me. I'm a, I'll be honest. I'm a little doughy right now because I've been in Mexico, you know? Uh, yeah. And, uh, 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 so, um, so, what? I'm a little doughy. I'm a little doughy right now because I've been in Mexico. But uh, yeah. the pizza, the pizza uh, dough hasn't been like like uh, like work, yeah, you know. Bro, it's just I'm like totally it's just the big ball in the middle. I mean, it's not I, been- I, bro, I'm here. I'm looking at these guys in the pool. I can't believe they have women. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> but look, regardless, it, 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 regardless of all that, we're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> regardless of all that, I'm also working on another thing that would be involve me speaking about pro wrestling on a major platform. So look. It is what shit is what it is. I'll I'll, I'll always be uh, uh, doing this so that we we keep this going. Cow, to be honest, I don't think this is like oh this is the, 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 the this is like a valley of cow that leads to some growth. And as far as I'm concerned, let's talk about punk. Can we get into punk? I think people are sick. I think they're sick. Of, they're sick of hearing about this. Okay, it's time to talk. About <laughs> you really you that's how you want to start. You really I you start really want to go there? Yeah. You are, Okay. Yes. All right. Where do you want to start, it, man? You don't want to start with the media. I just stuff? don't feel like he deserves to fucking oh, lead off the does. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> just joking. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around. All right, relax, okay. everybody. Oh, I'm fucking God. around. Okay. I know how much you love me. I know how much you love me getting worked by Punk. Okay. Okay. All but right, I'm not getting worked by punk. punk. Too low. Let's just say it. CM Punk, one of your guys. I was not? right. CM Punk, no, one of your guys. I was right. No. CM Punk, I, CM Punk I, is I, one of my guys still after all okay. this. Now, okay, that's fine. Let's let's break this whole thing down. Now, every single podcast, look, every single podcast is going to do a long-winded intro apologizing to their fans and then talk <laughs> about CM Punk. We know that, okay? We know what <laughs> I mean. It's like it's predictable, right? Every single podcast is going to apologize for the Patreon and then whatever. No, listen, every podcast is like kind of having the same conversation, right? I think that uh, 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 about the situation, and sometimes it gets it gets a little like repetitive. It gets a little boring. You're like, all right, mm-hmm. we get it, you know. But I do think this needs to be dissected to an unhealthy degree. And oh yeah, right? because I've been diving into this. This is one of those things that makes wrestling wrestling, where you cannot describe it to people; they don't get mm-hmm. it. I'm just starting to get through to Christina about this, where she's like, yeah. she, so I'll just give you a quick example. I'm watching the media scrum, right? Uh-huh. And my girlfriend, who's not like a big wrestling fan, but is exposed to it and is starting to be exposed to it enough where she's starting to see it. And that's, what's interesting is that it takes about a year or something or so for somebody to start understanding the work shoot elements of wrestling, uh-huh. psychology uh-huh. of wrestling. And she started to, her comment was, why is he eating during the, right? During the press conference. She's like, Mindy's mu- shout out Mindy's muffins in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, or cupcakes. I heard there were, might've been cupcakes. And I go, because, Muff cakes. I go, because Christina, he's a huge asshole. That's why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because CF Hug is a huge asshole. And, and yep. he is very clearly, we've always said it. Nothing he's doing is surprising. This is his playbook, which is that CM Punk is a guy who is completely and utterly unlikable 
right? Mm -hmm. To everyone around in his actual orbit and community. Okay. Except for a steel. Except for the people who he pays, who, yeah. who live and off. Larry the dog. His dog <laughs> lives off him. His wife lives off him. I mean, she has her own money, obviously, but whatever. You know, they have like shared assets and blah blah blah. And his trainer, but like, other than that, he doesn't seem to have many friends. But whatever, I don't know that. But to the fans, he is nothing but entertainment, and that's just huh? that's just the gift of punk. If you are, it is in entertain. It is if you're willing to be an asshole in your real life the way he is and burn bridges and and not really give a crap about human beings and how they feel and their boundaries and uh, 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 power dynamics. If you don't give a shit mm -hmm. about any of that and all you care about is winning and being entertaining and, and being mm -hmm. shock value in a Trumpian style way, Trump's the perfect example. You will be entertaining in the world of pro wrestling and CM Punk's wow. greatest gift is that truly he does not give a shit about anybody but himself and make popping the fans and he is mm -hmm. a truly like a best for business guy in a way that is in a way as someone who's in entertainment sometimes I'm a little jealous of it because I'm like man it, this behavior is rewarded even though it's so shitty you know and, that, and that's a let's, more of a macro view of it, right? Right. So let's 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 before we really deep dive into it, right? Let's rewind to last summer, right? August. We were in Vegas watching CM Punk return in a Vegas hotel room on Newman's phone, going, Wow. Right. What a moment. Seven years gone, right? It was huge. They did for six fucking months they had that guy come out on every show in every city hit that music and he was so beloved okay i will point out the exact moment and this is you could say i'm getting worked but i will point out the exact moment where everything turned and it's when he stepped into the ubs arena in long island new york oh you're such a came out boy. i can't believe listen to me listen to me listen to me oh, listen to me God. this was his this but was his first island? No, no, no. Before that, this was his first move where he did something that was uncharacteristic to this beloved man in AEW, right? He came out originally and said he came here because of the talent in the back of the room and he wanted to be the guy to be back there and he wanted to wrestle all the talents. He called out Darby Allen, he called out certain people, right? He came out and MJF's music hit. And he came out and the crowd was going crazy and he came out and immediately in that moment, he went into business for himself, right? And but Tula, it was like... line that he wasn't one of the pillars. What are you talking about? Fine. It's fine. Listen to me. I'm going to get deep a little bit further. Okay. Shit's on. Shit's on Long Island and the Islanders, right? No one cares okay. about Long Island except us. And listen to me, okay? Okay. He, that was the point where I started to question CM Punk. I'm telling you right now, the six months before that, I was like, this is cool, man. And yeah. I hope he could stay in this fucking lane. And then he did it. And then the hangman stuff happens, right? And we find out later on that all this stuff happens. So 
here's the biggest flaw of CM Punk, right? Okay. You're the biggest mark on the planet. Keep going. He got greedy. Okay. He felt his return meant being an AEW champion meant solidifying his legacy, right? So he got greedy, dude. He couldn't get his eyes off of winning the championship and what it would mean to his legacy, to the fact that he was willing to bury every single fucking person in his way in order to achieve this goal. And then he got it, and then shit fucking went to hell, bro. Okay? So that, but okay, you think he, who did he bury? Well, now that we're looking back at it, the, so, so he talks about the hangman stuff, right? And how hangman went into business for himself, saying what he did. All right, I will say this more than anything, more than anything, it I honestly think the number one culprit in all of this is Tony Khan, right? He got punk back, money, he's making Tony tons of money. The ratings, that's all Tony cares about. Money and ratings, money and ratings. We know this now, right? That's all he fucking talks about. That's all he cares about is money and ratings. And he showed his whole fucking ass when he made that Thunder Rosa line about the reason why Thunder didn't get it, and to be honest with you, was because CM Punk drives better ratings than Thunder Rosa. Boom. Tony, you know what? It made me flip the whole thing. I'm less mad at Punk about this than it is about Tony Khan. And right. Tony Khan knew, knew the value of having CM Punk back, and he was willing to jeopardize, or not jeopardize, but disrupt the chemistry and everything that existed inside of AEW to satisfy CM Punk. That includes his EVPs, which at the time was Cody Rhodes, which is so unique to look back at now, right? Punk came back, Cody Rhodes started talking about not being under contract and not knowing what was going on. Cody saw... The writing on the fucking wall, bro. He saw the writing on the wall. He said, this is not about the elite. This is not about the EVPs. This is about CM Punk. And you know what? I'm not going to sit around and be a part of this. Cody didn't go to WWE to chase his fucking legacy, okay? Cody Rhodes went to WWE to get away from AEW, to get away from CM Punk, and to cash that motherfucking check, okay? Well, that it might not, be It's true. not I mean, about his like Just looked in the mirror and not at the mirror, Cody had the unique perspective of being backstage and seeing this place is too small time for me, you know, uh, at the, at, I wouldn't even say small time. It, 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 it's not even just small. I mean, we can, we're going to the Cody thing. I think the Cody thing is, we understand that also Cody was putting himself in this position where he was an executive and he's still a top pro wrestler. It made sense to go there, but I think he also saw the writing on the wall there where he saw, and this goes, let's bring it back. He saw what, CM Punk is saying, which is that these EVP guys are too small time for Cody. And that's what CM Punk is saying, where he's like, these guys, Kenny, the Young Bucks, these guys run too shoddy of an operation to be big time. And they're not respecting me, who is the major draw of this company. And as a guy who's wrestled at WrestleMania. Great point. Okay? Now, Great point. Great now, point. So, so, so that's what it all comes down to, really, is that like, is I guess let's just frame the question because there's so many places we can go, which is like, how out of line is CM Punk here, right? We know that he seems to be, I'm saying that seems to be a guy who is in, a little bit insufferable to the people around him. I already pr provided that, but let's get into the, the actual facts here. So, CM Punk, let's go through his gripes. His first gripe seems to be this all started, I believe, with 
the Hangman Page promo, right? Mm-hmm. So Hangman Page in the ring said a line that was like, oh, you claim to come here for the locker room. I actually have the exact line. Should I read it? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Paraphrasing, fine. But he said, um, uh, oh, actually, the quote I have is, oh, here. He says, you talk a big game about workers' rights, but you've shown the exact opposite uh, when you came here, uh, right? And this was a right. quote. This was a, him referencing the fact that he believed and a lot of people believed that CM Punk had blackballed Colt Cabana from being in AEW, that he was going to let his contract expire, they were going to take him out of the dark order, and that was CM Punk's orders to Tony Khan. Now, CM Punk, uh, Colt Cabana ended up being hired for ROH, right? And he stayed with the company, but he did leave the dark order. Page, we know, was working with the dark order, seemed to be had a camaraderie with all those guys, and was standing up for Colt Cabana. Now, we don't know what's true there, right? We don't actually know what's true there, right? And I, 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 this is what I'm reading. If you know, well, more. the Bucks have denied. The Bucks have denied that saying that they that he was the reason that Colt got fired, and Punk blamed the EVPs for starting for the ones that told everybody that he was the reason that Colt got fired. So, so his cal- question to you is: Is that line from your perspective in your do you read that line? If you're in the middle of the ring, it's an unplanned line. Do you see that as going into business for yourself? No. Because I saw it. What a fucking incredible it, promo. It came and went out of my brain. And to be honest, I thought that that Hangman Page punk segment was really good when he was like, that was when he said, oh, I'm trying to protect AEW from you because you're yeah. CM- You can't acknowledge, you can't punk. There's no other angle for Paige to come from. He has to come from the angle, which is that, like, and, you are and, WWE, you know? And, and this and, is coming off a whole entire fucking segment that he did with MJF. Like, right. what are we even fucking talking about? Like, you went against the biggest heel who called you out for all your bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So now your attack is going to be on one of the most likable fucking wrestlers in the world? I so mean, if, and, if, and then I, demanding not to lose to him after all that, if, saying I have to win, boom. So if CM Punk's thing is that he came back for the locker room and Hangman Adam Page, who's a younger wrestler, clearly a big talent, you know, rising talent. If he came back and he said a line that he thought was going into business for himself, if you are this guy, wouldn't you come at him and you're, wouldn't you come at him and be like, hey, look, here's my problem with, with the line. First off, it's inaccurate. And second off, it's not, it's, 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 here's why it bothers me. It, to me, it reads as going into business for yourself, which look, if Hangman, you could say, say Hangman Page, you should be like, if you're looking to go to WWE, where there's a real boss and a real infrastructure, you do something like that, you're, you're done. You know what I mean? You're done. So he, he said that. Did that happen? Do we have any proof that that happened? I'm, I'm, I can, I can almost guarantee that that conversation never happened. Now, it okay. just, his response was laying down the title in the middle of the ring after he won it and challenging Hangman when he knew Hangman wouldn't come out and do it but because he, because Punk right. went into business okay. for himself to make well, Hangman look like even more shit. Because okay. that's how and that man that's operates. Jumping a little bit forward, but Paul, if we pause on that for a second, that only made Hangman look more cool and relevant. You know, that actually didn't hurt Hangman Page. It didn't look like, oh, he's a pussy, he didn't come out. 
wrestling people are watching AEW are smarky enough to know like oh shit it makes page feel like he's kind of the man to be honest i'll disagree like more for standing up to cm punk you think that it's like it makes his character a little weak because he didn't show, come out like i don't think that well especially no especially when you find out after the fact that that what punk said was in response to all those months ago right that he had to fucking make sure that he could get back at hangman making him look weak that he wasn't going to come out and challenge him by unscripting and, and doing a promo that was off the cuff and, and he knew would make hangman look bad. So right. very calculated. So like, true. listen, I don't do anything this calculated in my life, Dan black. Okay. Well, this I man, think- CM Punk is a calculated motherfucker. He went into that presser. And the first thing he did was when he saw the dude that was going to ask the first question, he said, he didn't even let him ask the fucking question. He said, he went right into Colcabana. That, you know, like that just explains everything you so kind of need to know. That, this guy's calculated, man. So, so uh, man, there's so many things to say. Well, all right, we're gonna go to that in a second. But take a step back for mat- mathematical purposes. Mathematically, uh-huh. we have Hangman Page on record saying, "I don't listen to older wrestlers," right? Which was brought up in the media scrum. So, even if. Even if mathematically, if Punk went to Page and said that, we, it seems like Page is not a guy who's open to this kind of critique, right? So well, I, I think what Page, I think what Page said was, is that CM Punk says his door is always open, but like, and when he talks to people, like he chooses not, Hangman just chooses not to listen to him because he doesn't agree with what he's saying. And and what came out was that Punk was telling people like. Hey, you're going into business for yourself. You need you have to stop doing that, even though that like part of that stuff was the plan. So some people listened and some people didn't. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's uh, it comes down to the locker room, and which I just detour real quick. Jericho saying that this was his locker room. I fucking love that moment on Dynamite this week. I don't know if you saw it, but it was fucking incredible. First of all, it, but I'm in if you haven't watched Dynamite, go out, and watch. And I I bought all out, and it doesn't work in Mexico. Which, yeah, yeah. By the way, we'll, well get into this, but Peacock. Do yourself a favor. Mexico, I don't understand. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Honestly, last night's Dynamite was one of the better. Oh, sorry, Wednesday's it was Dynamite? Dynamite. It was just that it so. Was Dynamite? It, I, 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 kudos to them for they what they did, but like, man, the promos were so awesome, and the people that led the promos were so great, and 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 how they have handled things uh, accordingly. Like, honestly, I thought it was lame that Tony Khan did a pre-recorded promo, but that was so best for business. And if you think I'm set back and fucking look at it, that Tony Khan promo sucked. I thought (laughs) that's fine, but you rather it suck than him going out there and getting like booed out of the building and like not being able to handle the situation. They played it smart. And then they put on a fucking good show and they yeah, I know why he did it. It sucked from a Mark's perspective, from a fan's perspective, it sucked because what I want to see from Tony Khan is him he mm. comes down the middle of the ring and he goes, ain't, The wrestling business that is a dirty business. Tonight, let me tell you for the AEW title, CM Punk versus Kenny Omega in a no DQ match. Fighting is legal. He, <laughs> that's the problem is Tony Khan ain't that motherfucker, okay? He's not that guy, and he'll never be that guy. So I know how much you want him to be out there and doing stuff, but less Tony 
is more Tony. Well, after point. I saw that pre-recorded video and that that's how he can deliver, I was like, less of him is fine. I mean, I don't know what's going on. He's a crazy oh, eyes killer. I don't know what's going on with the eyes. We're going to have a great tournament. Everything's going to be great. We're going to have a great we're tournament. We're this evening for this very important day tomorrow. Yeah. If you have, if you're not watching the video you on YouTube, go, I just want to say, I just want to go. Forty-seven minute mark. I said this many times. He's one of my guys. I adore Coney Khan. I, you know, um, yeah. I, as a comedian, I wouldn't. It would. It would not be right for me to not give him shit for that. But uh, it had to happen. Okay, Tulo had to walk away for a sec, so he's not going to hear what I'm saying right now. Tulo, oh, you're back. So yeah. That all being said, okay. Mm-hmm. CM Punk, we we we. His going into Colt Cabana in the media scrum, what was the impetus for him even talking about that? Was there a question asked? You're saying no. no. Uh, it it might have been asked, but if the question was asked, it had nothing to do with Colt Cabana. It was the relationship between the journalist and Colt Cabana that like set him off. Here's because I'm not even gonna go there. At the end of the day, but- wrestling wrestling is about is about heat, you know what I mean? The, the only thing that happened here that I'm upset about personally is the backstage violence. That can't yeah. be happening because it sounds like there was a Steele's wife was there. There was a dog there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, this is this. No one wants this, right? That's fucking chaos. No one wants yeah. a bunch of fucking meatheads. I mean, the only meatheads. Well, 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 well <laughs> more than anything, Dan, is that, is that, that's a true, like, you know, I don't want to do the comparison, but I'm going to do it anyway. But that's like a true, Comparison to WWE is like, look, right before, look how bad WWE was when Vince and John Laurinaitis were in charge, right? Now Triple H is, now Shawn Michaels is there, right? And there's a whole team of people. There's talent, relations people. There's a whole thing. Tony Khan is the main person in all this. And he has, and he lost control of it, right? To the point where like, this is going to happen if you don't have the right people in place. They tried to do a fucking... Uh, like a uh, like a, a locker room meeting, and that locker room meeting two weeks ago turned into Eddie and Sammy fighting backstage. So the message wasn't heard, right? Tony tried doing it, the message wasn't heard. So obviously there's a system that's flawed. This week they have Jericho, Moxley, and Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson do the thing, and those guys all go out there and speak their kind of like truth out on the stage and how much this company means to them and how much the championships mean to them and all this stuff. And now you're starting to realize, all right, if they have these guys being the actual locker room leader, don't ever fucking say in life you have an open door policy, okay? That's the fucking dumbest thing in the whole entire world. If you are not ready to answer stuff 24 fucking 7 when someone needs to talk to you about shit, okay? Don't tell me you have an open door policy, CM Punk. And then when people come fucking knocking on your door... What's that? You, you know what I'm saying? But too little, look, here's, where, here's, where, here's, where, here's where you you lose me. All right. First off, I have no problem with Tony Khan caring about ratings and money. I have no problem with that. That's what Neither he, do I. He's running a but business. that's all he cares about. I also don't – I like CM Punk talking shit during the press conference. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I like him calling Adam Page a fuckhead and shit. I like yeah. that. That's where that's real heat. As long as these guys can be professional enough, like Brett and Sean, right? Yeah. To actually get like Brett and Sean. Oh, that's a bad example. Actually, <laughs> like just like Brett and Sean, but I stick to it. Where they get it, they understand. 
the, the cool thing about professional wrestling is like no matter what beef you got, right? When you get in the ring, you protect each other. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure the fucking Montreal screw, 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 screw job beef guys, is still fucking going on to this day, bro. If these fucking guys can't get past this to make money off of it, then they're not even pro wrestlers to me. You know? Well, I don't know, know if you got the update, but Punk is out for six months for injury. So but what happened? How did he get injured in the back? Apparently season? from like the top rope or something he did, he fucked himself up. That, right. that might be a cover-up for something that happened backstage, but I don't know. That's Listen, I got to pee. I'll be right back. CM Punk gets uh, – thank – all right, you know what? It's nice to have a little break for Tulo here, okay? Because CM Punk entertains the fuck out of me. The amount of text I was getting about CM Punk, AEW's not getting this kind of heat. The Young Bucks, as much as I love the Young Bucks, I love Kenny Omega, Okay. All he did was save them for this mediocre trios run. <laughs> I wish Tula got to hear that. No one cares about the trios championship. There's too many titles in AEW. What we want is engaging storylines. And this is what CM Punk gave us. CM Punk got on there, was exposing, giving us the perfect work shoot stuff. It went too far with the fighting. Way, way too far. Because... If they're getting injured and they're getting suspended, then that does us all no good. And it sounds like they had to be suspended because it got violent. Yeah. You know? But at the end of the day, what CM Punk did was make AEW interesting. I was getting texts from people that was like all out was that people were like, this pay-per-view is blah. He saved the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega from a boring-ass masturbatory trios run that no one cares about. No one cares about the trios title. He made Kenny, he made Kenny a star again. During that press conference, Kenny CM Punk is money. Kenny is the top, one of the top pro wrestlers in the game, and he's going to waste his time with a trios title. is absolutely ridiculous. So, thank you. CM Punk is absolutely crazy, man. He's a piece of shit. But boy, oh boy, if CM Punk, if I had CM Punk, if he was speaking into my ear, what I would do is thank you, and I would listen because this guy knows this business through and through. Somehow he came in a year after all this shit. Now, look, he's a pariah. He's too much of a pariah. Someone needs to rein him in, you know? I mean, and he might be losing his marbles a little bit at this point, you know? But the fact that think they're gone. he's getting, he caught Pipe Bomb 2.0 during the media scrum. And everybody's been trying to fake Pipe Bombs forever. And we've seen a lot of mediocre attention. This guy's a fucking genius at this business. And I love him. I think he's a well, fucking star. He's always been and I will, one of my fucking guys. If they I, fire him, I love to see him go wrestle Triple I, I can't think <laughs> of a moment. I can't think of a moment, right, in professional wrestling in the last couple of years where I was, like, anti like on my phone, like, the whole entire day waiting for updates on what happened and like what really went down backstage and what the suspensions are leading up to dynamite. Those two days, Monday, Tuesday from Sunday night till fucking right up to dynamite. Right. It's, it was like, man, the whole wrestling world was just sitting on the edge of their seats on their phones, trying to gather more information, trying to find out what was going on. I don't remember anything like this that's every happened in wrestling. Casual fan, I know every casual was texting me about what's going on with this thing. And that, Bro, I, it reminded I had, me I had, of 2011 when people were like, "What did CM Punk do?" What I do had you? friends who don't even watch wrestling because he he 
fucking talk shit about the Pittsburgh Penguins or some shit. And people were like, listen to the, like my, my sports friends who have nothing to do with like, what's this guy's deal? Why is he shitting on the Penguins? He went everywhere. You well, know what I'm saying? That's, that's what CM Punk loses me, obviously. Once he starts talking about the sports, I'm always like, it's so lame. Of course. We have to talk about the improv line. I mean, he went into a media reporter and was just like, are you still doing improv? Who do you do improv with? Do you do improv with Scott <laughs> Colton? Because he would improvise with Colt Cabana. And he was trying to point out that he's an impartial That was it. Guy. Uh-huh. Oh, that was started it? I saw it That's- out of paper. So yep. he said that, and then he, then the guy was like, "No, me and him went different ways." You know, he and it, you know, and he he took that as kind of an enabling like comment to be like, "See, this Fucking guy hates him, whatever." But that's what I'm saying is that like we have to acknowledge the facts. Like, there's a lot. I don't give a shit about AEW having a toxic work environment. Personally, I don't work there, and I want people to feel safe in the background there. Like, that's when it goes too far. Like I said, the violence, like people fighting and throwing chairs and giving people concussions backstage and shit is ridiculous. That can't, no work should play should be that play. But tension in pro wrestling is beautiful, baby. And so for me, you know, I think CM Punk did some fucking, did he seem crazy? Do I want to act like that? Do You know? And uh, he's fucking entertaining. And when you look oh. at CM Punk as the champion of AEW versus Roman Reigns, you know, you're like, okay, I see these two flavors of the same cocktail. You know, you know, you're like, this is, this is, I got it. This one's mezcal. This, this is my, this one's tequila, baby. You know, <laughs> that that's not a great. That's not one's great. a little smoke. No, that's good. One's a little smoky. The other one's like, that's that's that, a punch. You know? The problem with that metaphor is that the, it's not like mezcal is less good than tequila, right? Like those are like on the same level. It's like one's yeah. what. One's a little rougher around the edges. One's a little grimier, you yeah, know? That's mes- that's, that's mezcal. But Tony Khan, I don't care about Tony Khan making money. The thing about Tony Khan is, it. I think, interesting enough, this showed us for the first, for the really the first time, we've been reading sheets for a while, but it's one of the first times we really got to see backstage, front stage, right? Where we got to yeah. really see CM Punk, we see an ego going off and what someone like a Vince or a talent relation person has to deal with, with these fucking maniacs. It reminded me of like when world ultimate warrior at WrestleMania said to Vince, I'm not going out there unless you pay me 200 grand a year more. This crowd's already there. Vince agreed to it and then fired him the next day. Right. (laughs) And he's ultimate warrior at the top of his career, you know? Yeah. And it's like these guys, man, it's, 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 it, you know, it's how this business goes, you know, it's, they're like, man, I'm only going to make money for the certain amount of time. I'm hot right now. You know, you're it, it, it. and uh, Tony Khan, I did not envy him when he's sitting there with CM Punk. Well, and that's, that's on him as a person too he to said, allow him to, to fucking said, keep going. He said, hey, that was my fault. He was trying to calm him down. He was trying to defuse him. He's like, hey, that was my mm-hmm. fault. I should have shut the, shut those comments down by the EVPs. And he's like, no, Tony, you have nothing to apologize for. It's about these fucking assholes. And then he's in this place where it's like, this is his champion who just won after this press conference. And he's like, I'm going against my EVPs. That's why this concept of EVPs is something Vince would never do. He would never have talent, right? Active talent running the company. It's what took down WCW. There has to be a war. Hogan. 
Vince McMahon, people talked about being an asshole for years, you know, just like, here's what it is. But, you know, Vince had to look somebody in the eye and be like, I'm sorry, you're never winning a match at my company. It is what it like. He had to do that. It's fucking tough because you are scripting. It's essentially having the writer's room. Like we know, you know, Steve is here in this too. Like we're actors. Like it's having the writers kill you off right before you walk out. Right. Normally you get a script for the season. It goes to your agents and managers and they go, I don't want, I'm not coming on set if my character dies, you know, and they see, are you a big enough star to demand not to die? Do you have other projects lined up? (laughs) This is in wrestling where you're like, when, when Ziggler, every time Ziggler eats a pin, they're killing his character. It's money in his bank account, you know? And when you have people running that and like the young bucks and champ sports deals and all this, CM Punk knows I got to run my mouth. I got to attract attention because that's money. You know, now the question is, with anything like that, for years, I even said it in front of Becky Lynch, weirdly enough, when I was doing a show at the Comedy Store. I asked, They were doing a and a and I asked, I said, how come more wrestlers don't cut pipe bombs? I asked that question. And everyone looked at me like it was a stupid question, I remember, you know, because they were like, well, because they don't want to get fired and this and that. And you're like, and then so it really made me think about it. Like, because it's right, that shit could backfire, right? You know, you can backfire. You come out and you say the wrong thing. Boom, you're gone. And we really saw it this year. You saw like Braun, gone, Bray, gone. The talent that they would let go. They didn't give a shit how high you are. Like we were in the era where like no star is bigger than the company. And it's so interesting, Mm -hmm. right? Like it used to be like that. Hogan was larger than life. And WWE was lucky to have these guys, you know, when once they became big stars. There's almost like what stars, even Brock, you know, who's a big star. It's like, they don't really need Brock per se, you know, like mm-hmm. WWE will still sell out WrestleManias, you know, um, like Roman's starting to get to a place where it feels like maybe he can make demands, but even Roman, you know? So it, 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 it it's crazy interesting how this business runs and to be the leader of that is not, is, is Tony Khan had his honeymoon phase. He gets to be this billionaire mark running this company. But man, you're hiring fucking circus folk, you know? You're hiring fucking hyenas. You're going to get bit, you know? And so he needs to have a way more of a proper infrastructure. There's a reason WSW went down. Yes. Not everybody can do. He needs to really, really, really separate himself. And the fact that they don't have a writer's room, right? Yeah. You, like, well, that's the number no one thing. Right. You know, like all this is is stemmed off of guys going into business for themselves and not communicating what they're going to say. It seems after the Eddie. Yeah, sorry, dude. Yeah. So it seems after like like a perfect example is we we saw very two very different sides of this. Right. The week before Eddie Kingston gets pissed off because Sammy Guevara is calling him fat. Right. And he didn't run that by Eddie. So, like, what is the process back there? Like, so, are so guys just fact, allowed to go out there and say whatever the fuck they want? Or you gotta- that you were in WWE. I know this for a fact, okay? I'm not going to reveal, like, you're not allowed to call Kevin Owens fat, okay? Yeah. In WWE, right? So, right? Cal, wrestling you're is, allowed to. His character, well, I'm allowed to call Kevin Owens fat because he's fat. But so, uh, I mean, Kevin Owens is fucking great. One of the great wrestlers. The the, the tape shirt being back is just all I needed. It's like, it was yeah. like one and done for me. You know, his shirts, he, he went on a long journey of trash shirts, you know, to come yeah. back to this one great shirt that I own. And I'm so Which happy. It's probably the best one ever. Yeah. But like, right? WB, 
And you understand people, people in the dirt sheets were like, oh, Vince is crazy. Here's the way you're allowed to speak. Remember that memo came out where you're like, you're not yeah. allowed to call WWE fans fans. You have to call them the WWE universe. Yeah. You can't, there's no word. They're not wrestlers. They're superstar. You know, uh-huh. that's the kind of control Vince had for all his flaws. We're not, nothing's being conflated, you know? So CM Punk's like, this place is a bunch of assholes. But look what happens when you don't treat CM Punk like that. He will steamroll you. He's if you give him mouse a cookie, he's gonna want some milk, right? <laughs> CM Punk, if you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. He is a fucking ego maniac, narcissist to the max degree. If and you, you love it. Pads with him. He's also way more articulate, way more poetic, and way more entertaining than any of these guys. It is fighting. When he gets on the microphone, it is a sword and you have a fucking feather, you know? Yeah. So he had a line where he was like, I'm just like, whoo. He dropped a line. He go in the press conference. He goes, my my friendship with Cole Cabana ended way before I stopped paying his bills. You know, like he just says things where you're like, oh, this guy. Yeah, it's like this is the kind of guy that has a bank account shared with his mom still. Like, what are we even fucking talking about, bro? What are you saying, you psychopath? You know, where you're like, like, you know, where, 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 you know, where he's like, like, I was paying his bills until I did it. And it's like he's always on the mic. He's always in the ring. It's Mm -hmm. like he. Sitting cross-legged is the same thing as eating the muffins. You know? It's the same thing. Um, And he makes even guys who are great, like John Moxley and MJF, in my opinion, he makes those guys look mid. He Like, when it comes down to it. Nah, I mean, after this week with MJF, I, if you haven't watched Dynamite, I saw MJF's seen the way the sh- MJF's Oh, my God. MJF, it's a... It was shitting on the bills, like it was. No, really, but he ca- really he good. comes out. So so let's let's. All right. So I think He's we got said a new we expensive song. We, Rolling Stones. Before we yeah, before we run out of time, yeah, uh, we gotta, we, yeah. I think we said everything we had said about CM Punk, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, what I want to say is that I'll just summarize it, which is that CM yeah. Punk is one of my guys. It's yeah. tragedy for me as a viewer that CM Punk <laughs> separate se- separate of. Separate of injury, removing injury, it is a shame that we cannot use this amazing heat in a storyline. Lita and Edge, Edge literally stole Matt Hardy's girlfriend, okay? And they worked that into a storyline, right? And they created the rated R superstar from it. Like, this guy will steal your girl. And those guys would work, you know? And that's what's cool about pro wrestling. It's fucking filthy business. Steal your girl. And, like, Tony Khan should be like, look, guys. I'm going to pay you. I got a billion fucking dollars. I'm going to pay you and Punk, you know, for you guys to be fucking professionals about this money to be made. Anybody would buy a shirt that is CM Punk and Kenny Omega head to head right now with the Bucks and Ace Steel here and Larry the Dog, you know? Anyone (laughs) would buy that shirt right now. Yo, we got to get that made (laughs) for the trios titles. (laughs) The trios titles are the dumbest things in the history of wrestling. The fact See that the Kenny fucking- Omega thinks he should be, and then he, and then Kenny Omega has the fucking gall to be like, be like, I don't, I, like, I'm not. What do you? Oh God, it's some promo, some shit that was like, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I, I'm doing wrestling my way. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? But you're like, bro, 
just be the best wrestler in the world already. Can you cut this shit out? You know, can you just go in there and act a little bit like CM Punk and say, Hey, Tony, I'm not coming back from injury. Uh, are you going to release me my contract? If you don't, if I don't wrestle CM Punk for the title and win fight, this guy with fire, be a member of the house dragon, be Damon, baby. Don't be fucking. Yeah. Well, I can't think of what the other King's name is. Serious. Yeah, Serious. I was going to say Renaries, but she's a very strong character, too. I really like her. I dude. love her. Yeah. Man, we're, we're hopping around in House of Dragons. Uh, spoiler alert. Man, does that pro- timeline progress quickly. <laughs> that's, my, that's the only thing I think people are not going to like about House of Dragon, just to jump in there, is that the timeline is jumping, jumping, jumping. But well, I, I like think it. they're going to they'll settle down, but they have to because the way they prefaced it was like a 172-year difference between yeah. – um, between the what's her name and, and and they're probably yeah. gonna want to end so like connect do some kind of connection but all right too low we i mean we gotta go for time because we ended up using the engine but so i want to make sure you speak about the things you speak out so i'll let you take i'll let you take the roman reigns here um okay um i think this is the best time in wrestling history i think wwe <laughs> is under a new era um i think triple h is fucking killing it i am watching raw i'm back to watching nxt i'm back to uh, smackdown non-stop uh, tonight smackdown which is on it's been on for 43 minutes um you know they're huge. doing that I mean, right you know they're clash at the castle the quadruple first, titles they're they're we'll really- say, we'll say uh, <laughs> i will yeah they're the quadruple titles i will say this um it's funny because i think about how tony Khan reacted he was pissed off that WWE did a, a pay-per-view the same weekend as his. But, yeah. like, I remember last SummerSlam, All Out was the same weekend as SummerSlam last year, okay? We were at SummerSlam, All Out happened on that Saturday, right? Right? Yeah. No. Um, yeah. There was a pay-per-view that weekend. We watched We no, watched we, the CM Punk thing. I think he, he, think he came out on uh, Rampage. Oh, was it Rampage? On Friday. That's the only thing that makes sense. And Saturday was the pay-per-view. Was SummerSlam? Mm, you might be right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, regardless, Rampage, Rampage was in Chicago. Remember that was like the big thing, and it was going to be yeah. live. And they're like, "Ooh, Rampage is going to be live. Interesting." Yeah. WWE doing a pay per view the same weekend as AEW is dumb, especially if they're on different days. Maybe and Worlds Collide was before it. Yeah, let well, me tell you something. Dynamite was on Wednesdays. NXT was already on Wednesdays. Remember? I'm going to set the bar. I'm going to set the bar. Remember this? Well, we don't set the bar. We are the bar. Yeah, right. Exactly. We are the bar where comedians are wrestling. Um, no talk Clash about at Clash the Castle. <laughs> Clash at the Castle. Massive fucking success. Probably yeah. one of the best WWE. I mean, from the venue to the crowd to the production to the wrestling to the fucking stories. Ten out of fucking ten, man. I'm telling you, they're doing so many good things. Triple H era is a massive success. Shawn Michaels gets promoted to talent relations. WWE is in the money lane. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to take credit for it, but I will say this. I said when Vince first, when that stuff came out first about Vince, I said, set the tone. Get this fucking guy out of here. Put Stephanie in charge. Put Triple H in charge. And lead this generation of wrestling into a new era. And that's exactly what they're doing on that side. I will give Tony the benefit of the doubt but he has a long way to go in terms of how he handles his locker room in terms of his booking. Uh, um, but 
if you look at Wednesday night um, and the dynamite, uh, incredible fucking job, like really good. And the ratings were up. Obviously people were tuning in and they didn't really even give anybody all the shit that people were tuning in expecting to hear mad drama. MJF come out, came out, cut a fucking sick promo. Moxie comes out, cut a sick promo. Jericho, sick promo. Swerve interrupting fucking uh, the acclaim before they could do their rap, which everybody was so excited to hear because I thought fucking Max Caster was going to fucking tell the truth. Incredible job. Women get into the first hour, which, I mean, that's the biggest flaw of AEW is that they just, okay. They, well, we're excited, I'm excited for Tony Storm to keep just having a career with just no personality or gimmick. I mean, what's going on? I I love I like Tony Storm because she can go. Song rules. Boy, boy, she looks can great. Play another word. But, but that's but really attractive. That, yes, that has a lot to do with the booking and stuff that goes on, right? right? So a so fucking WWE Worlds Collide, dope. NXT was dope. Raw, dope. The storylines, everything that's going on. We are in a really good time, and the drama that happened in AEW, as crazy as it was just put even more eyes onto it and more stuff. I, I, I've been on AEW's case recently, and I think I've been justified in a lot of the things that I've said. But honestly, if Punk's going away for six months because of injury and they can reset a little bit and find a really good groove to go into things leading up until I think it's the next thing is going to be full gear. But before that is uh, what do they call it? Grand Slam in Queens. Yeah, we got right. MJF's back. They have a dope tournament leading up to uh, to winning the titles. There's no more interim champions. They have uh, Lucha Bros and uh, Death Triangle as the trios champions. The the, the 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 trios titles have completely overshadowed the tag team division because so many of the tag teams are involved in the trios. But at that, we all of a sudden have this nice little rivalry between the acclaimed and Swerve and Keith Lee, right? So yeah, I'm just looking at at the product of wrestling as a whole. And I think you just got to be grateful at this point and just understand that, man, we are entering in this fucking crazy time of wrestling and, and, and building up survivor series. Think about what survivor series is going to look like on the triple H. Think about what Royal rumble is. Think about yeah. what money in the bank is. Think about the biggest fucking WrestleMania in history. It's going to be better than stupendous. It's going to be stupendous. Est EST. Stoop, it's the stoop, EST of stupendous. Stoop, stupendous. <laughs> uh, you know, like, just just think about what we're about to get. And then right. if Tony can get his shit together and lock things down, put the right people in place, start building that women's division, we are in we are in a money time. And I honestly, I, I'm so pumped, dude. I, I haven't watched this much wrestling in a while. And I was, like, falling out of AEW a little bit because I really didn't feel like Everything they were doing was good, but this drama kind of just puts all the focus right back onto it. What are they going to do next? We don't need it. MJF is back. Like, what a huge piece also, to have back, Punk, man. The white pants looked money, I thought. Yeah. Anyway, completely irrelevant, but with the blood on him, looked really dope. Uh, this is the last thing I'm going to say. We got to get out of here because I got to pee. Yeah. Let's just give credit where credit is due, uh, which is to the MJF promo. I, I just want to say I don't want to be negative on MJF because he's one of the greatest Long Islanders of all time. Yes. I'll say with Joey, Joey Buttafuoco. So uh, he's got abs now too. He, he looks great. He works out in my mom's gym in Plainview, Long Island, and uh, he looks amazing. Uh, I was saying that MJF was mid compared to Punk, but I just mean in terms of like working the crowd. But MJF, I'm sure, 
has a deep respect for what he's doing. The, the framing of MJF, I, I didn't love Tony Khan in the press conference the way he said it. Where he, like I wish it was more of him being like, how how did he agree to come back and he didn't fire him? I wish it was a little bit more there. Well, it's what it's always. Did you? I think you missed his return what? because in his return when he came out like and revealed that it was him who won yeah. the the thing. He, won the Joker, he played. Did you did you hear the voicemail that was played? MJF played a voicemail no, between him and Tony Khan. I only okay, saw the TV so the, because I can't watch that, I have my DVR doesn't work here. That's what you're missing, brother. Okay, so uh, before you say anything about MJF, homeboy in his so he comes out, he's standing there. You should watch this. It's really dope. It was really well. I saw well done. him standing back, and I saw him turn around. Right, but I right. Guess I so when he audio. was standing there during that time, they were playing a voicemail recording from Tony to MJF that was like, okay, I'll bring you back. I'll pay you. And they bleeped out the amount, but said million dollars. Right. And you'll, you'll be in the casino battle Royale or whatever the fuck it was. And, and you'll have your opportunity. You just, just come back and like do it. So like, oh, that's great. Man, right. I take that back. Guy, Perfect. That's yeah. perfect. It's, it's one of my biggest flaws in wrestling is that when they come back, they don't, they're just like, oh, he's back. Uh, Punk did it. So that was uh, great. So I take that back. I love his whole thing, the bidding war of 2024, trying to win yeah. the AEW title just to bring it as a, he's like, as a prop, as a bargaining chip to make what WWE pays him in 2024 more. And saying all the names and, Talking to Triple H, like, Triple H. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, that was great. It was really well done. I I loved all of it. The only problem I have is the same thing I said. He's the sports shit. Like it's cheap heat on top of a great work. It is great, great work to come back and then be like, we're whatever. Who the fuck, Joe? Bro. Bro, you don't understand. You don't, you're, but you're missing the key element. Okay. The Buffalo Bills. All right. In a hey. sports aspect, in a rabbit town. Let me just say this so you can hey. understand it. Cause Christina I think just come on, come on. Bill's mafia. Christina is a bit. So she Buffalo. should, so she should love this because like, she knows oh that the I Bills. Buffalo. She, I can't believe he's doing that in Buffalo. Right. Okay. Exactly. So do you understand well, why? I because understand here's that. the biggest difference. Here's the thing you're missing. Make it not lame. No, you're not understanding, though. Here's the biggest okay. difference, okay? For the first time since the mid-'90s, the Buffalo Bills are the favorites to win the Super Bowl, bro, right, okay? The Rams, right? Yeah, destroyed them. So going into that night, it was before opening night football in, like, in front of the Buffalo Bills fans. You have I'm to Bill, understand. My girlfriend's a Bills fan. So, now I'm a Bills fan. Actually, great. You should be. They're going to win. The, they're probably going to win the. My Super mom went to Buffalo State. My mom loves the Bills. When they were going on a okay. run in the 90s, they were on a run in the 90s, right? They were and in the, the beauty. Bowl a couple times. Yeah, they went four years in a row and lost four years in a row. Yeah, that's the Bills. Okay. So Doug you need Rudy, to understand. I banged him. The chef kiss of that promo is he came out loving everybody. People were going crazy for him. And the second he gets the fucking opportunity to turn on him, he does, okay? And the nature of a very, very, who does that remind you of? Oh, CM Punk going to Long Island and ripping on the hometown fucking crowd. One of your guys, the guy that you love and you're giving me shit for, for ripping no, on a hometown the thing, crowd. I think where they lose me. 
but it's fine. I'm not a sports guy. So that's it. But that's when he starts feeling like wrestling. See, like, what I guess what I'm saying is that I, I agree that that's like, fun, but he, like the MJF sometimes it's, he does a little kind of a nineties homage of wrestling, you know, and it's great. He's, he's fantastic. But like, he's doing a real storyline there. where like, I'm going to leave. And then he peppers in the like cheap. He's of, doing of, 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 CM Punk. I get it. But also it's, he's what, doing uh, CM Punk though. Do you understand yeah. everything he's doing it? Is directed and in light of CM Punk. Okay, it's not my it's style to shit on local beautiful. sports teams, but I get it. It is great work. He's amazing. He's 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 up there. I'm happy to have him back. The voicemail was great. He's fucking great. And look, don't get me wrong. He's Long Island's own baby. I mean, he's one of the greatest Long Island talents, baby. He's the next Billy Joel. He's my uptown girl. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, oh, moving out. We'll get you high tonight. <laughs> play right. me a song, Mr. Burberry Man. Now play me no. a song tonight. All right, I love you. Go to I dinner. Go Tell Christina I, I love her. Everybody, we're back in a big way. Thank you guys for your patience and everything. And uh, I'll be back with better recording next week. We'll be back to record probably Thursday. but And we'll um, let you know. Well, if there's any big updates with the punk thing, I'm going to try to get you on the horn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, but uh, it sucks he's hurt. That's what kills the whole fucking thing. You know? It's fine. You know what? Honestly, it's better him being hurt and missing six months of time than – and maybe that's a cover-up than having Tony have to fire him. They can fucking rehash their shit. I said, and I'll leave. This is my last point. I said, if Tony, if CM Punk comes back and apologizes and was like, I fucked up, I got greedy, I saw, I got, you know, you can't blame him, right? He returns after seven years. This is where I'll sympathize with him for a little bit. Turns after seven years. He's got adrenaline. He's got adrenaline. He's the only guy. He's got adrenaline in his soul. He ate muffins. And <laughs> he went cold. Okay. So Too you understand what I'm saying? So like that, that I'll, I'll finish off on that point and then we'll get the fuck out of here. But like, uh, if he comes back and hashes things out and be like, yo, my bad, which he's not going to do. Cause this is who he is as a person. He's but if he was like, I, I fucked up. I got, I saw red and I was like, I gotta have the title. I need to do this. I'm making money. I'm the ratings. I'm the guy. And he let all that get in the way. And he apologized and worked shit out. They could be really successful, but the benefit is if even if they're covering it up or not, that he's going away for six months, maybe almost like a long-term suspension, and he's probably going to get paid still if he's not getting fired. When he comes back after six months, that's massive. And that's going to be exciting. And hopefully at that time, MJF is the fucking champion. I think it would be better if, all could, if they could capitalize on it now, but that's fine. It'll work. Look in my eyes. What do you everybody, see? Everybody. I'm a piece of shit. CM Punk. Keep watching wrestling. Everybody cheers up. Keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Uh, Eat my ass, guys. <laughs>